0: other pretty well but for the people listening that don't know you if you'd like to shortly introduce yourself uh, my name is Xiao also go by smile it means the same thing in in Chinese it's Xiao and in English it's smile and I use annual pronouns I am a junior at Bennington College and I study mostly visual arts and uh, literature And currently I am doing museum fellowship um, at a studio museum in Harlem in New York City. I came from a place in China called Suzhou, and it's a big city. Uh, It's two hour drive from Shanghai. And I lived there for about 12 years. Um, So I went through a little bit of middle school and every every year of my primary school. And then I went to Singapore for a year, then I came to the US later, around uh, when I was 14 years old, to Louisiana. And then I came to Bennington. So that's that's the whole, I guess, the bigger map of how things are. For me, it's a kind of a complex situation because my parents didn't let me grow my hair out. Um, I've had a buzz cut for 12 years of my life, and I was sort of being treated as a boy. Not because my parents really wanted a boy, but they think it's just easier to take care of a kid that way. So, um, I didn't really wear dresses or skirts. I never had long hair and I was always very confused about my gender identity because um, everybody who Don't know me or know me, people from the neighborhood, they always pass by and they would ask me, like, are you a girl or a boy? So I get that question a lot. Like, I guess that's also why um, the gender stereotypes or anything that's negative or positive didn't really affect me as much as maybe the other girls. Because I was always being questioned whether I'm a girl or not, other than being assumed as a girl, like, you have to behave like a girl or something. I mean, like, for other girl friends that I had, they have been experienced like, oh, you have to dress like a girl, talk like a girl. But then for me, people's first first impression is like, are you a girl or a boy? Like, I'm so confused. Like, what is going on here? So I guess that's a little different. So that's that's a very interesting experience. I think it's it's not normal, like not very common because the other girls they would care about how their hair looks, how their dress looks, like those kind of things and then there's a lot of social pressure as you probably know, how you dress, how you look, how you braid your hair. And then when I have a buzz cut, then I don't even have to care about any of those. And just, like, also take care of myself very easily and clean myself very easily. And if I wear shorts and I wear, like, T-shirts, that's also, like, sort of a form of self-protection. So that people wouldn't really uh, try to peek underneath your skirts or, like, boys in the same class wouldn't, like, grab you or something. Like, there's something about that. But most likely it's just because they want need to take care of myself since a young age and they think that's the best way for me to like take care of myself that might be the reason why until today i'm still confused about my gender or like because that's how i grew up with and i don't behave a certain way that people would probably back home would expect girls to behave Without this part of my growth, like childhood journey, I wouldn't be who I am today. It is a very interesting way to bring a kid up because um, it seems like it's it's not really right in the society's standpoint because they didn't really bring me up as a girl. I, I just think there's a lot of factors in it and I'm okay with how it went. But I don't know if I would raise up my kid this way if i have a kid i don't know if this is the the way to do it because they were also very strict they were like why would you want to have long hair like i would beg them to have long hair and then they were like no you can't have that like that's too difficult to take care." so they would never really let me do that like every time i tried to grow my hair out they would like bring me to the salon and shave it again and then i would want to wear dress because every Every other one of my friends have like really nice dresses and I think it's so pretty. And I really wanted to wear them. And my parents would always be like, why would you want to wear them? You would get dirty with them. You wouldn't want to wear them. So I would want like as a kid, like to get whatever they want as aesthetic. But then, but then it's also really problematic because my aesthetic is, was also shaped by people around me. Like, I like the pink because people like me or like pink. So that kind of thing going on. So I don't know. You see? Have yeah. you ever spoken to your mom about her experiences? We don't really talk about it. Like, she never really told me about her experiences as a woman. She doesn't really think about it. She doesn't really, like, pick out the word, the word woman and put it, Outside of the context, I think about women as a collective. She doesn't really do that. She just thinks like we're all humans. She really never thought that's a problem, but it is a problem. But even though she doesn't think it's a problem, she apparently she knows that there are ways to do things on the streets or at night to protect yourself. That's why she would be like, You shouldn't drink in public spaces in general because people might poison you like people might put drugs in your drinks or like she would say like you shouldn't walk alone at night because that wouldn't be the thing for girls to do even walk in daytime it's very important to know your destination look straight ahead and walk to your destination there's no lingering, there's no looking around, there's no playing around because that's distraction. Um, So she's her action, like everyday life from what I observed, like how I walk with her. I'm always looking around because I take photos, but she would not, like she would hate when I do that. She would just go to her destination then she would talk to me. She wouldn't even talk to me on the way there. So like Even though she doesn't talk to me about her experience as a woman, she taught me things. That's another way telling me about, you know, how is it like to be a woman in this society? Even though she doesn't, like, pick out the word woman, because I am physically a woman, she tells me, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that, that it's still not a thing, like, in my hometown, at least. Like, when you say feminism... 60 percent or even 80 percent of people on the street they're not gonna care what are you talking about the 20 percent people are probably young females who go on social media a lot and then they start to be exposed to these ideas and be like yeah there's feminism exists and then we as women need to care about each other so one of the things that i wanted to mention about is this there's this news Recent news about how I think this newspaper, this reporter found this woman who got kidnapped um, to a village and get married to someone who's 30 years old, 20 years old, older than her. And she, her neck is like strangled by a chain and she doesn't have clothes like enough clothes she went crazy because she's kidnapped and she just there like an animal giving birth to this man that thing that whole situation has been happening for like the longest time nobody really said anything about it and it's such a big deal in right now that like this news was reported, then a lot of girls on the internet was like sharing and reposting about this one particular news. But then it, it goes back like to previous situations that this kind of situation has happened again and again and again and again. That nobody has ever talked about it. I mean, that is like the news, like I would say like the latest news about the idea of feminism. But that's not even about feminism. It's just basic, basic human rights. Like that is feminism because this person who is kidnapped and putting in a cage is a woman. But then like, like, it's just inhumane, like that whole thing so the topic of feminism got brought up again like how could you treat women this way how do we not have a system that allows this to happen again and again and again and again and the worst thing is that in like 2005 this kind of situation happened then they go to news we have a more official like a television reporting about this but now that this kind of things happen there's no like official report about this it's just amateurs like people who care about this repost again and again and again no official website actually talk about it in a serious manner that's the latest thing about feminism i would say that that allows people to have a space to talk about it then that's just so fucked up because because this kind of things have to happen to allow people to have a space to talk about it. It's very limited. Like, the situation of Punshuai isn't even... Um, nobody knows about it. I only knew about it when I was talking to Alyssa about it. Alyssa told me about it. Like, I, I didn't know anything about it. Everything that I know regarding like these kind of things like feminism but also just basic human rights issues in china is through this platform called weibo and we have hashtags that is about this kind of situations but then like what can you talk about is so limiting like when people talk about it if you say something that's too extreme it will get removed so there is a space to talk about it And then because people I follow are the people who talk about it. My friend circle are people who talk about it. That's all I see. But if it's like another person's Weibo, it's like a Twitter page, right? Like you see who you follow and they don't follow these people. Then they will never see these kind of things because then it wouldn't be like the hot feed in their page. I think that one particular thing has become very big because everybody's talking about it. And then Weibo has become a platform for people to bring her back to her family because people want to give her justice. It has become a platform for justice to happen. And the reason that they can do that is because it's getting really big. Like they, they can't censor it anymore because a lot of famous people are posting about it. I think the way that to get around it is because it's considering basic human rights instead of the word feminism. If you put the feminism in it, then it's probably not gonna get anywhere. It's just because, oh, how can you treat people like this? You know, then it could get somewhere. I honestly think our society is not that hostile towards LGBTQ plus community. Um, the reason it's getting or was all hostility probably i wouldn't say all but mostly most likely the kids is the matter because that's how the bloodline goes down that became a problem so that's why people would be against gays or like homosexual behaviors but then it's not because of any shame i don't think so because we're not really a religious base buddhism doesn't really talk about it that much there's no hostility towards it it's just that because if you're gay you can't have kids then therefore what's the point of being gay that's the thing trans people i mean there's really not too many topics around that if you're if you're born a boy you're probably gonna be a boy even if you want to be a girl or if you want to be like non-binary or any other gender like you're probably not gonna be any other gender you want yourself to be so you better just be a boy that's like probably that's the thing that's happening so there's no acknowledgement on people's will to be something that they want themselves to be there's only like who you're born with you're just gonna accept that and you better have kids because if you don't have kids then it's not great um so it's it's an interesting topic i think that's that's my hot take on this i i really don't believe that there is like too much there was or there was any rooted too much hostility towards homosexual people people don't care like, if you're gay, then you're gay, but it's just a family. Like, they're like, oh, that means you won't have kids. That's sad. Like, you can't do this, you know? I think it's very important, like, first of all, these kind of issues regarding, like, you know, a woman putting into a village, marrying people who are 20 years older than her, unwillingly, and then get beaten up like an animal and giving birth like like a machine, like that's just like horrifying to me this is like it, it sounds like horrific to me it sounds like it's from a movie it doesn't feel like 21st century when i hear that i think these kind of issues they really need to have a very quick solution not just people online shouting about it and not having a solution about it i keep fighting for it and but then this kind of things happening again and again and again and again for like decades and still happening. Like this just shouldn't be happening in the first place. But I don't know, you know, if saying something online or talking about it too much would do any help in any ways. In, because in the end of the day, we still have borders. There's censorship, there's borders, there's differences in societies. We're not globalized. I mean, especially those parts in the villages, they're not. They don't consider to be globalized and i think globalized is such a concept that's centered around american ideas on everything or at least western ideas on everything and i really am against using america's point of view to view other countries issues whoever does that really just need to stop stop viewing things through the white american liberal lens it just shouldn't be the way to see it because Because then that that wouldn't solve any... Everything is just going to be all about democracy. But that's a bigger topic. I just think people need to find a way to solve this and put people in jail if they can. Like, these people, they're murderers. Like, they treat women like that. Like, I, I don't believe that they should just hang out there, like, freely, whatever, doing whatever they're doing and still kidnapping women. Like, that just doesn't seem right. Instead of like shouting online or like talk about it, I mean, I see the point of it, but I, I just think there needs to be sort of a solution that comes up with it. Feminism might be too early of a word for us. People would be so much better if we just see each other as people first, and like feminism is such a Western idea. Like it is really important. I think it is. It's all just about gender fucking equality and that is so important but then the thing is we don't even treat each other like humans like like if you really just want to treat each other nicely that just wouldn't happen i think just people needs a better understanding of these things but not just understanding they just need to i don't know i don't know like what would make someone do this kind of things that's like all i question these days like what would make someone to kidnap a woman and put her under his basement what would make someone do that i don't know and i don't think this kind of idea would help i really don't know how to say what would help my country but like i see like these ideas are so important it's it's important and it's it needs to be talked about somehow some way some point in history you know but then I don't know what would be the best way to solve this kind of issues other than just go and solve it and make it happen instead of people talking about all the big big ideas online. Yeah, I take photos and I write. That would be the easiest way to say how I do art. I have been taking photos of things that caught my attention, things that I love, people I love, about my daily life, documentation of life. That's how my art is these days. Before, I was also thinking about ideas and big things. And one of the big things I was thinking about was being an Asian in America. And that got a little bit political. And I'm still thinking about it. I mean, it is part of me and it is part of my work in the end. But that is not really the focus at this moment. It was getting very political, but it... It is more casual now. It's more of just the documentation. Even though that, that is part of it. Because I am photography and writing is such subjective things that I am seeing through things just from my perspective. And my perspective is of course influenced by how you see me, how people see me, how I am living, how I'm existing. Yeah, these kind of things. It's called Recent Thoughts. And it's a series of posters of some blueprints, cyanotypes of what has happened in the history for Chinese Americans and Asian Americans when they first came to the country. Just like Asians, their their journey has been in the past. And on top of the cyanotype, there was a series of events that happened after COVID hits. There were a lot of anti-Asian hate crimes that has been happening in the United States. So it's the layers of how history is repeating itself, but we are still doing things that's harmful to our people. It's sort of an angry message, but also a warning sign that why don't we learn from the past? Have we changed as humans? And why are these things happening? I mean, I'm focusing on the anti-Asian hate crimes. It's because I am Chinese and I am not American. I'm just living in the States and I see these things happening. I get sad and I get confused. Uh, Then I think about other things that's been happening, like in the States of all kinds of things, like just brutality towards humans. That was a message like for um, not just stop anti-Asian hate crime, but also just stop anti-human hate crimes and care more and see more and see more outside of the States. I think that was the message. I don't really care what's the afterthought. I mean, if they want to, I I care about if they see it or not. I care about who sees it. I which is I don't care who sees it whoever passed by it they see it that's great like that's my message like my my point is just to get it out there because if I don't get it out there I'm gonna go crazy that's like sort of my my take on this I think I got a lot of support from people and it was really shocking because someone also cried who's my friend I mean it's sad it's just I didn't want to make people cry I that's that's also sad just I didn't want to make people cry I just want to bring the facts out there but it's so sad like it's so sad and then there's not too much to do and I'm just bringing it out there and sometimes I think that's kind of brutal is that I'm bringing it out there and I don't know what to do I can't tell people what to do and then some people cry and I get sad because I'm also crying I wish it never happened or I wish it will never happen. Like someone pushed an Asian girl down the subway train. Someone followed an a Asian girl into her apartment and stabbed her five times to death. Like this is recent. Like I wish this don't happen like I wish I could do something that stops every kind of harm from happening but it's not they just people see it I I honestly felt so much joy of being Chinese (laughs) I think there's so much about my country that I love and I appreciate but then I I often think outside of borders and outside of nationalities and I don't feel like I understand my country very well at this moment because I don't live there quite much. But when I think about China, it's still my home. Like when I think about Suzhou, that's still my home. Maybe when I think about China, that's my, my country. Um, and I'm glad I am from there. What's the most enjoyable, I still feel that it's my home, even though I am so disconnected from it. And then it helps me to process things a little slower and a little double-sided compared to people I know around me. Maybe not everyone, but it just helps me. It always brings me another perspective on everything. If I just grew up in the U.S., then I probably either I'm going to be a Republican or a Democrat. I don't know. I just feel like there's another piece of mind in my head. It's like a land that's across the sea that resonates with everything I think about. It's like challenges me on whatever I say. And it brings me memories of things that's really far away. But that helps me to don't take things too extreme, I think.